welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, Cyrano de Tripper. This is going to be a good time because I am joined by Yolanda, and Yolanda is a writer and podcast producer from Montreal. Her favorite sitcom is New Girl, which I have to ask some follow-up questions about. Mm. (laughs) She loves a good dinner party, and you can typically find her curled up on her couch with a good book. Hi, Yolanda. How are you? Hello, Joss. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I just need to I just need to say that Yolanda and I have a history that goes back, I mean, only two years, which it feels like a lifetime, to be honest. It does feel like a lifetime. Important two years. Crucial two years. Very crucial. She actually helped me launch a different podcast that I work on. And now she's a podcast producer for like a legitimate podcast. And now she's a guest. It's full circle. Yes. Super full circle. All these podcasts, the podcast multi-universe, you know. And soon she's going to have her own podcast, I think, I hope. Maybe one day down the line. I'm really excited. I, okay, I want to get into this episode, but before I do, what is your knowledge of Three's Company? So, Obviously, I feel like every guest of yours says that they know about your fan fiction. Um, they know about – I know about all the Taylor Swift references that you add into your fan fiction. Oh, my God. And then I watched the first episode oh, after knowing – I did. I was like – I needed to, like a little bit more context to watch season two, episode eight. So I watched the first episode and then obviously watched the episode that we're talking about today. Okay, so like But prior did. to the first episode, like absolutely nothing. Have you ever even heard of the show? I literally never even heard about the show. Okay, that's fair. It's um, it's an old sitcom, and I feel like, why would you? It doesn't play on TV, and unless you caught it during like the reruns when you were younger, yeah. then it would have just gone right over your head. And honestly, the actors I didn't know except for Jack because I watched um, Eight Simple Rules back in the day. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a common answer from mm. guests. Okay, we're gonna get into the episode. We're just gonna we're gonna share thoughts. And we're going to have fun. Amazing. I'm so ready. (laughs) The episode starts off with Jack and Janet. And Yolanda, Jack and Janet is... (laughs) Wait, do you know who my fan fiction is about? No, I literally don't even know anything about your fan fiction except for Taylor Swift. I do have to say, literally right off the bat, Janet and Jack are so touchy with each other. I was like, what is going on? He like... First scene, puts his hand on her back. And I was like, what is happening? And then do you get confused? Because later he like makes out with Chrissy. (laughs) No, that was, I actually want a clarification if what happened prior to this episode, like have they kissed before, like suddenly just randomly making out, did it make any sense? (laughs) Great question. There's a lot of making out on this show. Okay, cool. Platonic making out. I don't know if it's a thing. I need to have someone from that generation on the podcast and I need to ask, hey, was this normal that you just like kissed your friends? Because we don't do that. But I feel like a small peck is fine because in friends, like people would kind of like kiss each other on the mouth as a goodbye, like a quick peck. But uh, like they were making out. They, yeah, that they was were. They were making out. 
all of a sudden. Making out. Oh God. Okay, we'll get to that. So okay, yes. yes. The episode starts with Jack and Janet being very touchy, and he's like, How's my gorgeous roommate? And his hand is on her back. On her back. Do you want to guess who my fanfiction is about? Well, I as a as a, like an underdog rooter, I obviously would root for Jack and Janet just off the bat, just watching the season two, episode eight. Interesting. Um, and why is that? I just like, I like like the, cause he seems so into Chrissy. I like it like a comeback story for Janet, you know, like a slow burn. It was you all along, you know, they have a, a like fun little banter. So I would support Janet and Jack. Is that who your fan fiction is about? It is. Okay. It is. It is. Good answer. That's the thank correct you, thank answer. You. Okay, good. Good. Also, thinking of, like Janet is treated like a second class citizen. Have you seen that thing where brunettes are second class citizens? Yes. And that's yes. exactly what's happening here because Chrissy's whole personality is that she's blonde and Janet's thank a brunette. You. That is true. And you know what? I feel like when they were back in the day, like this room of male writers, when they were coming up with these character des- descriptions, it probably was like Chrissy, blonde, Janet, yes. brunette. And that like alone is enough to define the character. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's, I mean, it's still a stereotype we play into today, but very like blatant in the show. Yeah, very clear. They go inside and Jack says that he bought a record for Chrissy and Janet's jealous. Also, you have to keep me honest throughout this episode, Yolanda, because I mean, I'm seeing what I want to see because I obviously ship Jack and Janet, but like Janet's jealous. I I never didn't necessarily see jealous. I saw that she was teasing Jack for being into Chrissy. Kind of like. Interesting. Yeah. Just aware that Jack's into Chrissy and is like trying to make fun of him for it. I think she is she is aware that he has like a thing for Chrissy, but when he took out the record and was like, Oh, I bought a record for her, and she's like, Well, what am I supposed to do? Like plug mm. my ears while you guys listen to it? Cause I would do the same thing. I'd be like, Thanks, what am I supposed to do? That's true. That's true. Exactly. And and she said, um, it's also not my birthday. So that I do see the jealousy a little bit. I do see the jealousy a little bit. Chrissy enters and I'm like kind of obsessed with her outfit, the black turtleneck and the checkered thing over her shoulders. Chrissy is iconic. Her hair, stunning. Her voice, uh, why is she the only one with like the the old timey accent? I'm confused. Wait, an accent? Yeah, she speaks like with a transatlantic like accent. Like it feels so 50s, honestly. She's like, oh, Jack, you know? Interesting. I... I know what you're talking about, but I don't hear that in Chrissy. Maybe I need to – maybe I just don't notice it. Maybe. It, it must be true if you noticed it. I mean, I just feel like she sounds so different from the rest of the cast and she speaks so, like, melodically. Yes. She does have that very melodic tone and, like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she's saying that there is a guy that she's dating, Michael Winthrop, and that she invited him for dinner because she's gonna she's gonna cook dinner for him, which she obviously can't do. She can't cook. No, she can't. She's asking um, if Jack can like teach her. You want someone to teach you how to cook dinner in three hours? In three hours, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says the only way that you can cook dinner is if I cook it for you, and she's like, "Oh my god, Jack!" And this is where the making out starts. No, it just comes so abrupt. And I love how right afterwards he plays it off as like 
CPR, like mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He's like, Chrissy, wake up, you know, like. Chrissy, wake up. Wake up. Have you heard that? Yeah, exactly. No, that's literally what I thought of when I saw that. Um, But yeah, I don't understand. I actually don't get it. it. I was like shocked. There's a lot of like fun making out moments, as I said in the show. But this one, hey, I'm not trying to like hate on Chrissy, but I feel like I know this type of girl. And she does this throughout the show where she's like, oh, Jack, thank you so much. And she starts like kissing him where she's like, oh, Jack, please. <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like Chrissy's definitely using her like womanly wiles to like get what she wants from Jack. Yes, which isn't fair because no. Jack kind of he... likes her at this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just not not crazy about that. And then so they start kiss she starts kissing him and he reciprocates obviously and then mm-hmm, they they mm-hmm. literally start making out. And then have they kissed before like this episode? They have. Hold on. Let me look at a let me look at an episode um I record these out of order, so I need to make sure what episodes come prior. They Oh, no. They have not kissed before this episode. This is their first kiss? Yeah. In the entire show, this makeout sesh is their first kiss? Holy shit. Yeah, you're, yeah, it is. Maybe That's... maybe there's a peck somewhere in there, but no, they don't like no, this is the first kiss. This is the first makeout sesh, basically. Yeah. That's so anticlimactic. I feel like they should build up to it. Does Janet and Jack at least at least like have a better Yes. Jack and Janet's first kisses in season one. And it's um it's like Oh wait, a they kiss before Chrissy and Jack kiss? Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I'm so confused. <laughs> they kiss in episode three, Jack and Janet. And that is a moment where they're standing in the kitchen by themselves. He takes her and then he like dips her and kisses her. <gasps> it's like a real kiss. It's her birthday. And he's giving her a birthday kiss. And then when they stop making out, she's like, happy birthday. And he's like, no, it's your birthday. And she's like, right, right. Like, it's a moment. It's a moment. Oh, my God. Of course. Okay. I'm I'm still shocked that this was Chrissy and Jack's, like, first real kiss. I don't – it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think it's meant to be played off as, like, a more, like, friendly, flirty thing versus, like, oh, my God, Chrissy and Jack are kissing for the first time. But you're right. It is weird that it's, like, a makeout session. Yeah. Anyways, that was definitely – I was like, okay, so this is the kind of show that yeah. we're watching here. We're in. We're in. And then Roper enters. Roper, if mm-hmm. you didn't know, is their landlord who lives downstairs. And he's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Because he thinks that Jack is gay, which you know because you saw the first episode. Yes, I I also don't understand Mr. Roper's like reasoning. So he's not homophobic. He's against like premarital sex or is he just against th- <laughs> like threesomes? Like what is his motivation here? I don't understand. I feel like he's like really pro gay people is what I'm gathering. <laughs> wait, wait. What? <laughs> because at the at the end of the episode, he's like so happy that Jack's gay and he wants him to move in with we're just skipping so far ahead here he wants him to move in with Michael so he's like yes be gay live together love each other I have never heard anyone say (laughs) Mr. Roper is pro-gay people I'm so sorry (laughs) it's just this episode I'm only watching this one this is all I can speak off of oh my god I'm like sweating (laughs) 
I get why you could see that from this episode. I think he's just against – he's not – I mean, yes, he probably is against premarital sex um, because he won't allow – based off the first episode, he won't allow a straight man to live with two women because he assumes yes. they're going to be having sex. I took that as like he's just happy that like Jack's gay and nothing's happening between the three of them. Mm. That's how I took that. Not like, oh, I'm like happy for this gay man being his him, his true self. Right. I think it's just validation that like, okay, there weren't threesomes going on upstairs. Yeah, there's under. no no threesomes. <laughs> Nobody watching. Oh man, the stakes are so high, you know, like all these threesomes. <laughs> so many threesomes. When we go downstairs, Mr. and Mrs. Roper are having this conversation about how Jack might not be gay because Roper just saw him making out with Chrissy. I I get it. And Mrs. Roper's like, how are they kissing? Show me. And he's literally yeah. like, ew, no. It's actually Mrs. Roper might be like, not my favorite character, but she's kind of iconic. Just like all she wants is sex. And that's her whole thing. And you know what? I can't hate her for that, you know? No, like, like we we don't blame her. We get it. No blame. No blame. We get it. We get it. I just, I just feel bad. Every scene is just a jab at Mrs. Roper and how, like, her husband doesn't want to have sex with her. I personally believe that Mr. Roper is closeted. That's what I'm thinking is when I'm watching this is, like... That's a solid theory, and I've thought about that before as well. Have you seen American Beauty? I have, but so long ago that I have no recollection of the movie. He reminds me of the neighbor who is, spoiler, who is closeted. Mm. That explains why he never wants to have sex with Mrs. Roper. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, like, he definitely was acting a little bit flamboyantly. And he does act flamboyantly, I find. Like, maybe it's just the actor just acts that way. It's canon. There. <laughs> Mr. Roper's gay. Mr. Roper's yeah. closeted. It's it's right there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Roper says, oh, he was trying something or maybe he's been trying something. And Mrs. Roper has this line, trying is not doing, which I find funny. It is know, funny. She's she's trying. She's trying, but she's not succeeding. Now we go back up to the apartment and Jack and Janet have another scene here. And she's implying that Jack is jealous because it's. I think it's clear that he's jealous. Mm -hmm. He says something interesting where he's like, I would if I would feel the same way, you know, if I was doing this for you. Right. I would like to unpack this for a second because now I feel like the writers put that line in specifically because that way you as an audience are like, okay, this is not specifically about Chrissy. This is just a an overprotective feeling he has towards both of his roommates. Mm. I don't know how you felt about that. It seemed just like he was trying to cover up his own ass or that like, mm. you know, they're trying to also ship Jack and Janet like later on. So they're doing a little bit of foreshadowing here, but it felt like he was just covering himself and, you know, he was jealous and he would have only been jealous about Chrissy. Okay. I appreciate your honesty. I, I feel like as a Jack and Janet shipper, you're definitely like eyeing all the Jack and Janet moments. Naturally. And it's a problem. So... <laughs> I try to make this podcast unbiased, but I like can't help it because there are I mean you've you've spent so much time, you know, on the Jack and Janet relationship. No, truly, like this is my only purpose in life. So if right. I'm not gonna say it, who is? Yes. <laughs> Janet leaves and Chrissy walks in again. She's being annoying to me, where she's like asking him to hide in the kitchen all night. And then she's mm -hmm. like using this fucking baby voice for him. To do it, like, 
that's so degrading. I don't know to just like have someone in your kitchen and cook. Like, who does she think she is? Like, I would never ask that of someone. She's so whiny this entire episode. I don't know if she's like this the entire show, but like every sentence out of her mouth is like a whine. Like, oh, please, Jack, do this for me. I don't want to hate on women, but I'm like, that's not cool to ask that of someone. And you know what you're doing. You know that he can't say no to you. So I just, I find that kind of shitty that she's putting him in that position. But also maybe she's like using her resources, you know? She's like, Jack's here. She's a smart (laughs) woman. She's a smart woman, you know? She's girl bossing her way into dating Michael. True, true. Who, yeah, okay. So now let's get into Michael because he made me so anxious when he was eating his food. I, I literally wrote this down. To eat her salad, he uses his fingers, picks up one piece of lettuce, and puts it in his mouth, and then goes off about the dressing. I was like, who eats like this? That pissed me off so much. I was like, who is this person, and why is he eating a salad like this? We don't know what his profession is. Like, can we assume he's a food critic? I think, like, after the entire episode, he's, like, in the food industry, but I didn't get it in the beginning either. They must have, like, cut out a scene or something, like, establishing his job. Yeah. Well, no. I have the uncut version. I made sure we have the uncut version. It's always cut in syndication. They cut out moments, but this is the uncut version, and there is no mention. I feel like it would have just made a little bit more sense if she was, like – Please, Jack, he's a food critic. Like, can you help me? I think maybe the writers had a backstory for Michael and he was a food critic. They just forgot to mention it because he acts like a food critic. He's like very like French looking. Am I wrong to say? Because he has a mustache. No, no, you're right. He looks he looks French. He keeps what did he say? He said, um, this was like a dashing dash or something? The what is dashiest the dash. Oh, yes. He says the dashiest dash. You know what I mean? Like, who says that? Even if you were to say he's a chef, it still doesn't excuse his behavior. Like, there's just – there's something else going on there. I think the only way to justify his the way he's eating is that he is a food critic. So let's, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, we're establishing so many, like – Backstory. We're just extrapolating from the plot here. Everything we say is fact. You just have to believe us. (laughs) He's like being really stressful while eating his food and he's asking her all these questions and like she keeps going back and forth into the kitchen, which is like classic sitcom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. formula. What did you put in this? Jack is either a really good friend or he's just doing whatever he can get or doing whatever he can do to get that ass. (laughs) Maybe. Also, he's like trying really hard to be a good chef, I think. Like being a good chef kind of is, you know, he's like standing up for his food. You're seeing the best in him. You really are. I am. I am. I'm trying my best. I'm giving all these characters a benefit of the doubt. Like (laughs) When we're back in the kitchen, Michael critiques her food and then calls her a beginner. He's like, oh, it's a common mistake for beginners. And then Jack is like, beginner? Who are you calling a beginner? He's um, protective of his food. And this is honestly, I feel like this goes on for like a little too long, all this back and forth between them. Mm, Right, right. Just like, oh, Chrissy being mad and then him having to like explain that they live together. He's mad and now he's not mad and now Jack's okay with him and then he's not okay with him and now he likes him. And now, you know, it just felt like a lot of back and forth. Too much, too much. So bottom line is that Chrissy explains that Jack was in there cooking dinner for her and Michael's fine with it. Then they start insulting each other because of um, the remarks about the food. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that Michael actually 
worked with a or I guess one of Jack's favorite chefs. So yeah, now yeah. Jack like idolizes this man. And then they just like sweep off into the kitchen. They're just like Exactly. So now Chrissy's pissed because she's like, okay, well, Jack and Michael are like talking about food. Meanwhile, Janet is downstairs. This is probably my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I agree. This was like some good lines going on. Over this here. was good. Mr. Roper and Janet are talking and he's trying to get down to the bottom of like what happened because he's like, I just saw Chrissy and Jack making out. I know what's going on up there. And this is your classic Three's Company misunderstanding. They're infamous for these. But like, I think this one is so smart and so funny. There are some so, good lines. There are some good lines. Yeah. Mr. Roper is having one conversation and he's talking about how Jack and Chrissy are having sex upstairs. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Janet is talking about how Jack is cooking dinner for Chrissy's date. It's it's it, so good. It turns into like a potential threesome and then like Janet potentially watching. I like that he has to do it hiding in the kitchen. That one was yeah. It's so and then funny. She's like, he lives there and he can do the job. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, but I'll tell you, I would have loved to have stayed and watched. It was just like. So funny. It's so yeah. funny. Also, side note, I really like Janet's chop in this scene. I don't know if you remember it. Wow. I feel like I was just too like caught up in the plot. I missed all the fun outfits. Janet and Mr. Roper having this conversation. Roper's freaking out. He's like, I knew it. I knew that he was up there having sex. And Mrs. Roper and Janet are trying to calm him down. Then some girl rings the doorbell and she's like, oh, is Jack home? That's so random. It was just like she did not need to be there. I feel like, you know, no, it did not it, add anything to the plot. It didn't. Well, the reason she was there is because she needed to drop off a sweater because she's like, oh, we were at the beach yesterday, which that doesn't mean anything. He could have been at the beach with a friend. Yeah, exactly. There's too much insinuating in that scene. Yes, exactly. Too much going on. So then Mr. Roper's freaking out. And this is funny because they're like, you're being paranoid. And he's like, I am not. That's what I'm saying. He's so like extra. He's he's so camp. He's camp. So then Mr. Roper goes upstairs and he's demanding some answers. And then because he obviously thinks that Jack is not gay at this point. And Chrissy's like, I'm never speaking to him again because he stole my date. Yeah, that's also a great line. Great delivery. And then Roper goes into the kitchen and sees Jack and Michael talking about food. The way Michael talks and acts, I get why Mr. Roper thinks that he's gay. No, I get it as well. I get it as well. And this is the scene that I was referencing. I feel like he was just so pro them being gay. (laughs) He like wanted to join them. Like it's how no, I felt. No, that's what I'm saying. That's how I felt too. This is the this is the whole closeted part coming out as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. This is this is an interesting theory that we've um unpacked here. Mm-hmm. That's like the end of the episode. It's kind of like a ha ha. Jack can stay because he's obviously gay because he's like talking about food with this flamboyant man, and then it's that's. That's really it. Is that like every episode just ends with the Ropers confer- like confirming that Jack's gay? Not every episode. Sometimes the Ropers' B-plots are very separate. Like sometimes they don't mm. even interact with the three of them. But yeah, like a lot of times that does happen where it's like, a, oh, well, <laughs> you know, we solved that misunderstanding. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was Cyrano de Tripper and – 
Yolanda, what were your final thoughts? What were your overall thoughts when you were watching this? Did you have fun? Did you hate it? I, def- I definitely had fun. I was prepared for it to be way worse than it was. Expect like also way less politically correct. Like I was expecting some serious sexism, some serious homophobia, but it's honestly pretty pro like sex, like specifically for women. Even at the end there, yeah, the end scene, Chrissy's like waiting for something to happen, but Michael is the one that doesn't follow through. And so it seems like it's like, yeah, women enjoy having sex. And that's kind of like my takeaway from this episode. Yes, I think that's an overall theme. Also, maybe Michael doesn't want to have sex because he's also gay. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Truly, there was no chemistry between Michael and Chrissy. He did not seem interested in her at all. The sexual tension between Jack and Michael was definitely there. I agree. Some like rivalry, rivalry, you know, tension going around. I was confused. I feel like the only reason Michael agreed to have this date with Chrissy is because she said she was going to cook something. Mm, like I don't understand like food. Exactly. Like I don't. I don't see why he would be interested in her. Um, I don't know why she'd be interested in him. But hey, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I, we didn't write the show. We didn't cast the the characters. <laughs> okay, so you had a good time. Actually, because you watched the pilot as well to prepare for this, did you like the pilot as well? I felt like there were um, some moments, like when Mister Roper was like poking that woman's boobs. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that was – I actually saw that first from you reenacting it and then watched the episode. And I was like, Joss did a spectacular job. She was spot on. Thank you so much. It's like, my, my inner my inner patty Honestly. <laughs> um, I also thought the show was like the jokes are so bad that it's good. Like you just can't help but like give a small chuckle, you know. Okay, let's say it's midnight – you're awake, you have nothing else to do, you turn on your favorite streaming platform and you see Three's Company is there and all the episodes are available to watch. Would you watch an episode? I might watch an episode. I do, I am like feel like I would get attached to Janet and Jack and like want to f- see them finally get together at the end. I don't know how satisfying the end of the show is because that would impact my answer. Got it, okay. If you... Okay. <laughs> okay. If you could, knowing that the show lasts eight seasons, I'm putting you on the spot here, and it's not even mm. something I've ever thought about really. How would you want Jack and Janet to end up together? Like, is there, like, are, when you watch it, you're like, okay, I can see it, and I can see that, like, down the line, they don't end up together. Okay. It definitely has to be like a season four turning point, you know? Okay. So get get together burn. season four, stay with each other for the next four seasons. I well, okay, no, no. There's definitely get together season four, tiny little like short stint with Chrissy, like season six or season seven. You know, he has to like achieve his dream of dating Chrissy, but he realizes that it wasn't what he wanted, and he goes back to <gasps> Janet. Oh, okay. Wait, I have to give you another um, tidbit. So Suzanne Summers, who plays Chrissy, leaves in season four. What? What? Who's the third company that joins? Who's the third company? <laughs> yeah, who's the, wait, what happens? Chrissy's cousin, Cindy, ends up moving in with them. And then Cindy leaves in season six. And then they get another third roommate, Terry. And Terry's with them from season six to season eight. 
I'm shocked. I wow. I feel flat, flabbergasted. What the heck? Yeah, no, also, no one expected a, it. A cousin? Like, how are they supposed to like joke about threesomes when a cousin is involved? <laughs> no, it's not their cousin. It's Chrissy's cousin. Oh, it's Chrissy's cousin. Oh my god, I I thought it was Janet's cousin. I was like, why are you, is Janet's cousin living with? Them? Wait, that that's just like time. a whole other level of of jokes, like incest I jokes. Think- Those are fun. I think I've been watching too much House of Dragon, and (laughs) that is why I was, like, almost on board with the incest. No, Chrissy leaves, and then her cousin moves in and takes her spot for one season. Okay, so knowing that, now what is is your Jack and Janet theory or ideal theory, or what do you think happens? But now I can't stand behind Jack and Janet if Jack is always eyeing these – the second woman that's, like – living in the house does he like have a crush for every single new roommate that moves in no okay okay there's no crush for cindy no crush on terry those are just like they're they're just third roommates they're friends okay so then i'm seeing like a lot of like you know like hiding they're like hiding their relationship you know from the third roommate from the ropers and that's kind of hot so i'm also into that that sounds great for them like a la monica and chandler season five of friends yes exactly perfect also, the Ropers leave as well. <laughs> why, why is everybody leaving the show? The Ropers get a spinoff, and it's the Ropers. Oh. They leave at the end of season three. Wow. Season three and season four has a huge change. Yeah. Things things change. They really um, – they throw a wrench in things. So Okay, so Jack and Janet really are like the heart of the show. Exactly. Exactly. And that is why I think you don't see it now. And also – they didn't know, like Suzanne, the actress left on like terms that like w- were never meant to happen. It was like a big mm. like behind the scenes drama. So like I think when you're building the show, they didn't expect one of the roommates to leave mid show. Right. So I think when you're looking at these episodes, I think it's very clear that maybe they had a plan for Jack and Chrissy. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy obviously has to leave. So now it's that trope that you are saying of like this other roommate your best friend has like been there all along because even in that scene when they're in the kitchen he's talking about being jealous it's like that's like a friend that's like a best friend type of conversation yes yes they definitely seem like they actually talk to each other I don't think Jack and Chrissy has have ever had a proper conversation like you've only been here for two episodes and I mean you already know what's up so (laughs) amazing and it is surprising because it feels like Chrissy's the main character oh really well, like out of the out of the girls, like it's like more focused on Chrissy than it is on Janet. Yes, and I think a lot of that has to do with like her being the hot blonde. Yeah, yeah. And you bring in the brunette to be the straight woman because you have the hot blonde. You need someone else. Yeah, you need someone. You need to make the hot blonde hotter by bringing in the brunette to as a comparison. Which is so fucked up because, like, I think Janet is actually, like, really beautiful. She's stunning. She's gorgeous. Her hair, adorable. Right? Oh, okay. Yolanda, I'm going to have to bring you back because I would love to have you back <laughs> to talk about, like, like a season three or season four episode. Mm, I would love to come back. I had so, I much, had so fun. much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. We didn't even get into Taylor Swift. I feel like that needs to be followed up. Like in my in my return to the podcast because yes, I'm gonna bring you back for like a, another Jack and Janet episode. Although every episode is Jack and Janet to me, and then and then we're gonna like 
connect the dots here between yes. Jack and Janet and Taylor Swift. There's so many universes happening and the Taylor Swift Three's Company universe will be unpacked in a future podcast episode. Honestly, maybe it's a spin-off podcast we have mm. where every episode is a Taylor Swift song. And we just, no, it's perfect. And the audience is just the two of us. Like just, It's just for us. We don't even post the episode. We, we just record it for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll like listen to it as we fall asleep. Great. I'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you again, Yolanda. And thank you everyone for listening and be sure to tune in next week as we talk about season two, episode nine.